0: Welcome to Simply Happy Conversations. I'm Narelle King, Wellness and Organisational Coach and Yin and Nidra Yoga Instructor. This podcast will help you create more time using organisational strategies so that you can start to simplify your life and prioritise your health. I'll be sharing conversations with other health and organisational experts and solo episodes with tips to help you simplify your life and prioritise your health. Hi, and welcome to Simply Happy Conversations. I'm Narelle King, and in today's solo episode, I'll be talking about the stress cycle and strategies to help you complete the stress cycle. This comes from the book Burnout by Emily and Amelia Nagoski. So if you're wanting to understand your body's stress response to stresses and how you can help yourself complete the stress cycle, then this episode is for you. Thanks for joining me for today's solar episode about stress cycle and how you can complete the stress cycle to return to a state of relaxation. So this episode comes from the book Burnout, which is by Emily and Amelia Nagoski. They also have a podcast, The Feminist Survival Project, and they talk in more detail about the book In the podcast, I found the podcast amazing to listen to. I really enjoy the banter between the two of them. And I also just find it a lot easier to relate to the stories that they share, personal stories that they share throughout the podcast. We'll start with the stress and the stressor. So separating our stress, how our body responds to the stressor in our lives. So our bodies have a natural reaction when there's a stressor. The stressor might be traffic. It might be your morning routine and someone else in your family. It might even be your workload. But that is the actual stressor. The stress response is what occurs in your body. And the reason we have our stress response is to keep us safe. Our body is like naturally reacting, going, oh, I'm in a bit of a situation. I'm not safe right now. And your body reacts appropriately. Things like your blood is distributed to the areas that it needs it, like your limbs and your arms so that you can run as fast as you can and get away. Your heart starts to beat faster and that's where the uh, blood has gone to again to help you get away and your lungs as well. I'm going to share a story about good morning and just so that you can see the difference between the stressor and my body's reaction to stress just picture getting ready in the morning with two children. We've done our best the night before by having our clothes ready, school bags out, but we're still going to do our lunch boxes in the morning. And the two children have come into the kitchen to have breakfast. We have a set breakfast to also help reduce that stress. But some days, People don't want to stick with that, and that's fair enough. But it's there more to help with the planning, but also for them to have that visual reminder if they're stuck on what they want to have. So just say that my son decides he doesn't actually want to have eggs on a Wednesday and he's decided he'd like peanut butter or toast instead. And I've cut the toast into triangles instead of asking him what he'd like. And he has then reacted in a meltdown. So obviously my body is going to start to react to the stress. My body doesn't know the difference between that stress of a child yelling at me over peanut butter toast or a boss coming at me about not completing a task in the correct way. So the both things are going to actually have the same response to the stress. So then just imagine I've remade the toast and we have got the peanut butter toast and it's been finished and then it's time to get dressed. And even though the clothes were out and ready, one of the socks is annoying at the bottom. The seam is just not in the right spot. It's not sitting in the right place today and it's caused another meltdown. And I'm also getting ready for work that day and I need to then go and help find some new pair of socks. And guess what? It's Friday and it's the only pair of socks that he has. Therefore, we find a pair of socks, pull them out of the wash and fix the situation. But at that same time, I'm still responding with a stress response because somebody is yelling at me and my body is reacting to that. We then make our way out of the house and leave and I drop them at school and I get out of the car, walk them across the road and actually see a friend. This is the key to helping my body move through that stress response is that connection. So you can deal with the stresses in your life, like things like changing jobs, creating boundaries with people that maybe you have some issues with, or like in my case with my children, trying to at least have their breakfast menu up so they've got an idea of what to eat, or having the clothes out ready. They are the stresses, but we also have to always deal with then when our body has that stress response. And it's not something that we can plan and we can change. So we need to deal with it after it's happened. There's some strategies that we will go through that both Emily and Amelia share in both their book and on their podcast that are research-based techniques to help you move through the stress response. So number one is movement. And this is like a natural response that our body does when we are in a state of stress. We want to run. We want to run to where we can stay safe and move away from the stressor. So it's only natural that that one's actually going to help us move through the stress response. For some people, they don't get that feeling after they've done exercise of, ah, oh. but for some of us, it's like a natural Feeling that we get as soon as we've done the movement of some kind. So that could be your first thing is doing some movement after you've experienced a stress response. Number two is sleep. So our non RM sleep, so our alpha um, brain waves is at the start of our sleep cycle. This is when our brain is sorting through our day's events and like deciding, yes, this is what happened and oh yes, this happened as well. We also have serotonin that is released, and serotonin is a mood regulating hormone to help you feel calmer. And then during our RM sleep, which is when our thoughts slow down, we are dreaming as well. Our brain is filing away the things that it wants to keep. So in our non RM it was sorting it out whereas now it's deleting, basically getting rid of what it is that we don't need to keep and putting away in the filing cabinet what we do need to keep. It's also when the emotional process occurs, so our you know emotional processing of the things that have happened throughout your day, and it's also when there's no cortisol released, which is great because that's what we don't want, more cortisol released and then having more stress response when we're sleeping. So our sleep is a really important part of releasing releasing the stress from your day and moving through the stress cycle. There's a couple of factors that come with our sleep. It's the number of hours you need. So some of us might need six hours, some of us need nine hours, but all of us need you know, a certain amount of time and it doesn't need to be in a row. It could be you sleep for a little bit, you might wake up for a bit and then fall back to sleep. Or for myself, for example, I like to get into bed at least an hour, if not 30 minutes before sleep. And that is still considered part of my sleep because I'm starting to rest, slow down my body and prepare it for sleep. It also is about your natural time that your body wants to sleep and wake up. So, you know, some of us are early birds and some of us are night owls. For myself, I am definitely an early bird, it's also like in our life cycle as, you know, from children to teenagers, they become more night owls. That happens until about the age of 25 and then you might find that even for yourself that you've moved into more of a early bird and then the same as you progress into later life, generally we all sort of move towards the early bird. But for some people, they still may have that night owl um, tendencies. It's also being aware of that. Number three is breathing. Breathing is really important. It helps to trigger our rest and our digest systems, which is when well our parasympathetic nervous system is switched on. Uh, when I'm doing yoga, teaching it or, or doing it myself, I will find that even when I'm teaching it and I'm then obviously from breathing, I am hearing my stomach starting to gurgle it's obviously digesting the food from dinner or earlier in the day and that shows that we're in that rest and digest we're actually allowing our nervous system to slow down so breathing is really important intentional breathing throughout your day is going to help so breathing is helping us to realize that we're safe and we're in a safe spot especially if we can make the exhale longer than the inhale our next one is imagination when we get involved in a book, reading a book or watching a movie, it helps to activate like that emotions that help to actually finish our stress cycle. Watching a movie and those emotions and allowing the emotions to come out of your body when you're watching and you feel that feeling at the end like, oh, that was such a great movie, especially then because you've maybe moved some of the stress out of your body from just watching and using your imagination. The next one is self-expression. So using things like art, maybe jewellery making, cooking, music, listening to music, making music, fixing things, writing are all great ways of self-expression. Gardening is another one that comes to mind. For me, it is definitely cooking. Next one is crying crying is something that focuses on our body's function and it allows the emotion to be released out through our body. Like how good do you feel after a really good cry? And I know as a kid, it was my natural stress response. So if anything happened or something went wrong, I would just well up and start crying and it would just feel so good obviously later. I was also told, you know, stop crying Don't cry throughout my life. It's now that I've learned the science behind it. It actually is a good thing to allow people to do, is just to cry and let it all out. Next one is connection. So, having our emotions are tunnels, and you need to go through the tunnel with your emotions. They're dark, tunnels are obviously dark. So, sometimes we need someone else, either on the other side of the tunnel, to wave us through with us through the tunnel. These Uh, people and connection that can help us move through those emotions are going to help also move this stress response. So just think about those connections you might have with people and how that has helped you know, that that stress response and how good you felt after you've maybe had a conversation with someone, you've caught up with someone, you've maybe gone for a walk and had a chat with someone. Now, this could also be connection with animals or connection with nature. I see that connection with our dog, with the rest of our family. I can see that stress response, then like almost their shoulders releasing and just their a sigh. I generally will hear them have a sigh when they're patting the dog at the end of the day. So you know that that's helping to release that stress cycle. Same out in nature. Nature just has that ability to also help us move through that stress response because of the connection we can have. I know for myself, it's walking on a beach or it's when I'm hiking and being out in nature just really helps release any worries and i just feel more connected back to myself as well. The next one is superficial connections. So this comes from the research of John Gottman and his research says that even saying hi to a person in a shop or Hello to the crossing man, which I know my children love to do. It helps your brain to know that the world makes sense and it also helps you to realise that you're safe. So those superficial connections are really important. Even maybe sitting next to someone on a bus, it's better for us to actually say something and acknowledge that person rather than just ignoring them. The next one, which is also from John Gottman, is a six-second kiss. Obviously, that is with somebody who you have a connection to and or a 20-second hug. So it obviously releases oxytocin, which makes us feel good, and it also makes us feel safe. So there's um, something that you could try with your partner or family is the either six-second kiss or 20-second hug. The next one is a 30-minute stress-reducing conversation. So this is a conversation at the end of the day with someone that you feel safe with and it's just letting out everything from your day, all the frustrations that you may have had. I know for myself when I go for a walk with a friend, we both may use that stress reducing conversation. We're not worrying about suggestions. We don't need to hear any suggestions. It's just getting it off our chest, out of our body and just having that empathy and listening, someone to listen and support is a great way to also help you release the stress response. I definitely think that one for me is Um, one of my top ways of reducing stress. And that was one of the ones that, as I gave the example at the start of the podcast, after my morning with my children, that the way to reduce my stress was that connection with somebody and a 30-minute stress-reducing conversation. The next one is spirituality. So having a belief in something bigger than yourself can also help you to feel safe. So, whether that's a religious um, belief or it may be more along the lines of a connection to something higher than you. And the last one is laughter. So, that real belly laugh that you get. Now, for us, the way I get that belly laughter is we watch funny videos with our kids. Another thing was my kids actually enjoy watching themselves when they were younger and listening to themselves and how they talked, and they find that really funny, some of the things they used to say, and they'll have real belly laughs about that. So I'll just go back over those strategies really quickly. So our first one was movement, so exercise and running, obviously, to a safe space. Number two was sleep and trying to get that amount of sleep that suits your body and and looking at the time of sleep that you need, whether you're an early bird and you need to go to bird early or whether it's that you need to sleep in a little bit longer. Number three was breathing and looking at helping our rest and digest, so our parasympathetic nervous system to be activated. Number four was imagination. Imagination looking at reading a book or using watching a movie. Number five is self-expression through, it might be making something, it might be cooking, it might be fixing something, writing, whatever it is that can express yourself. Number six was crying, so releasing all that emotion out of your body. Number seven is connection, so looking for other people, animals or nature that you have that connection with with so that you can move those emotions through the tunnel. Number eight was our superficial connection. So saying hi to someone that we don't know but in a local shop maybe. Number nine was our six second kiss or our 20 second hug with somebody that we're quite close to. Uh, number 10 was our 30 minute stress reducing conversation and allowing the stress response through that. They're just listening, there's no suggestions. And number 11 was spirituality, so having that connection to something bigger than yourself and our last one, one of the, my favorites, is laughter and having a real belly laugh. So I hope by sharing these strategies to complete the stress response, you're able to start using a couple of them, the ones that resonate with you, in a more intentional way. So when you notice that your your stress response has been activated, that maybe after you find one of those strategies that you can use to help your body move through the end part of the stress cycle and reduce your chances of burnout. I'd love for you to share with me on Instagram or Facebook the strategy that most resonates with you. Thanks for listening to Simply Happy Conversations. Thank you so much for joining me for today's Simply Happy Conversation. If you'd like to reduce your stress, improve your mood and support your immune system, then join me for an introduction to Yin and Mitra yoga. Over 5 short 10-minute online lessons You'll start to feel calmer and more rested. Head to simplyhappy.com.au in the resources section and start today.